Welcome to Linealite podcast section. Visit our website linealite.com. Lighting talk with Marta Coda. Garden lighting. Tips for finding the right light. Good morning and welcome back to this new episode. Today, Marta Coda, who is a freelance lighting designer in Madrid, will talk to us about garden lighting. Welcome, Marta. Thank you very much, Silvia. I'm very happy to be here today and thank you to invite me to chat about something I love landscape lighting. Green spaces have always been an asset, but never before have they been so important as in this pandemic period. How do you develop a garden design? What is the starting point? They are actually very important nowadays because we spend more time at home now, not only in our free time, but also working. And also, it is a space that for sure we're going to be allowed to be in total freedom. So, starting point? Well, first, I always tell my clients, go out to your garden and sit in the place you spend more time. What do you see from there? That is the view we are going to spend more effort and budget. In a garden, there are several different layering levels of plants and, consequently, of light. How do you manage them? Yes, we do have different layers that we have to take care of. This is why it is very important to set the base of the lighting. We look at the total extension of the space and define the perimeter. We follow the limits with the lighting, so we give peace of mind to our brain, knowing where the space starts and finishes. At night, a big black spot at the end of the garden is kind of scary, right? Also, by lighting the limits, we extend this space to its maximum. We make the most out of it. It gives us more depth visually. So our first task is to turn the space into a place where we feel comfortable. Once we have defined the limits, then we go for specific actions to add the next layer and make the place not only comfortable, but also beautiful. The eye is going to be directed to the brightest point, so we have to set a hierarchy. We study the different elements of the space to give the correct level of light to each of them. Lighting is also useful for orientation. The brightest point will lead us to the entrance or the exit, for example. And then it comes how we lit the space. I give more importance to the vertical surfaces than the horizontal. It could be vegetation, facades, walls, pillars. To feel good in a space, we have to feel like it is hugging us or wrapping us. For this, we need to lit the vertical surfaces. On the other hand, lighting the horizontal surfaces is most of the time for safety reasons, to be able to know if there are steps or the way to follow, but for this we only need a few luxes on the floor. This is like painting, little by little we define the space. We make it a comfortable place to be, but also we make it beautiful. The different intensity of light is given by the type of fixture. Can you tell me in which case we should use spotlights, uplights, projectors and bollards? As I said, my priority is to lit vertical surfaces. So if we have trees, for example, uplights would be very useful. We can play with the different optics, opening the beam of light if it has a broad foliage, or closer beams if thinner foliage. Uplights are also good to lit up columns or pillars. The rhythm created by repeating the vertical lines of light is always a success. They are also good for facade lighting in a more uniform way if we choose asymmetric or wider optics, or a more defined drawing of light on the facade if closer optics. Punctual elements like sculptures or fountains are also good elements to be lit with uplights, but we have to be very careful using them. The downside for uplights is the installation. It is laborious to install in hard flooring, as it is not only the uplight that we have to resist, but also the wiring. 
We also have to be very careful to have a good drainage or else we will have condensation problems and it will stop working in no time, even if we are using fixtures with a high IP rating. Okay, next, uh, projectors. Usually we call projectors to wide beam luminaires. These are good whenever we want to lit a bigger area. We can lit the floor if we place them in a higher position, on a pole or fixed on a facade or structure. We can also use them as a wall washer, placing them either from below or from a higher spot pointing down at the wall. Useful for very wide trees to cover the foliage. These fixtures are usually bigger, so be careful where to place them. We will see the fixture during the daytime and we also have to take care of the day view of our installations. Spotlights. These are used to emphasize specific elements. We could use them for sculptures to point out architectural elements surrounding the garden or maybe the center table of a sitting area wherever you want to make something stand out from the rest. Spotlights could be fixed on hard flooring, walls, or on a spike for soft ground. Better hide them if you can. Bollards. These are always seen, so better choose a beautiful one. Nowadays we can find bollards that don't look like usual bollards. There are very nice designs, elegant, and with different ways of lighting purposes. They are meant to give light to the horizontal, to the ground. So they are very useful where we have to mark the way or steps, but also good to use where we want to highlight low vegetation or even to get some light into a grass lawn from the perimeter. In all cases, we have to be very careful with the glare. Gardens are places to enjoy and relax. Glare can boom at once all the rest of the work done. How can we get rid of glare in garden installations? Can we use the tree's branches themselves as a glare protection? For me, glare is the hardest task in lighting design. I'm very picky with this issue. Tree branches would be good to hide the source of light, but only from one specific point of view. You move a little and I'm sure the branch is no more covering the view of the lighting fixture. To help with this issue, we should always prescribe the luminaires with accessories when possible. Honeycomb louvers is a must. And then snoots. Snoots can be asymmetric, but in my opinion, most of the times they don't do the work totally, only in its longer side. So I prefer to use symmetric snoots to cover the source of light from all points of views. Be careful with snoots if the lighting fixture is going to be pointed upwards. In this case, we kind of created a vase, so box and dirt can get in there and cover the light. Maybe it would be a good idea for the manufacturers to offer the snoots with a glass at the top, so we make sure we create no vase. Something else that is very helpful is to first identify the main view which is the spot where people are going to be looking at the object to be lit most of the times. Then the place for the lighting fixture to be is between us and the object to be lit. So the light source faces the object and we will only see the back part of the lighting fixture, but not the source of light. The downside, it could be that during the day we will see this fixture more present in the space if we cannot hide it. So it is also important to choose small and beautiful lighting material. A way to hide the fixture when we treat vegetation is to leave the first layer of vegetation in dark and then place the lighting fixture in between the first layer and the rest of the plants or trees. In this way it will be hidden, also facing the object to be lit so we don't see the source of light. And plus, the lighting effect is very beautiful having the first layer of vegetation in backlight. In the case of uplights, it is the same principle, placing them between us and the plants, trees or facade but then choose asymmetric optics pointing toward the object 
or choose uplights that let us choose manual tilt to point in the direction of the object so we avoid the light source pointing to us. There are always tricks to avoid glare, but each park or garden is different and we have to find our way. And finally, as for finishes, which are the best ones to be chosen for gardens? The finishes depend on the materials around where the lighting fixture is going to be placed. It should blend with its surroundings. So if we are lighting a white facade, it would be good to have them in white. In the vegetation area, brown tones work well, like rusty finishers, copper or bronze. Sometimes black is a good option if pots are dark grey or black, or if they are stuck in soil with a spike. I barely use aluminium finishes or inox, unless those materials are present, like if we are adding light to a handrail or fixed on a structure with these tones. Uplights are fine in inox, it is only the outer ring, so it is not too invasive. I guess I usually prefer darker colors for gardens. Thank you very much, Marta, for joining this interview. You gave us a lot of great tips. So thank you again and see you soon. Thank you for inviting me and to the people listening. I hope it was helpful. Bye! Thank you for joining us. Discover more on our website, linealight.com.